and we become so recklessly destructive. The violence that we see in the world, it comes from stored anger and lack of inner peace. The world will continue to be violent, cruel, broken, but if we can find peace, strength, joy, harmony within ourselves, all that unpleasantness, that negativity, that pain won't hurt us as much. Then perhaps we can take away some of that violence and damage and make space for more healing in the world. I'm Krati Mehra and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. Welcome back to Beyond the Goals. This is episode number 54. And as always, I'm glad that you're here. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you of the free exercise that I mentioned in the previous episode. But if you missed that, it's an exercise designed to help women struggling with self-prioritization or women struggling to confidently state their needs or set boundaries. Women who want a different life but have yet to truly step into their power and realize just what they're capable of. This exercise will help you get clear about where you are currently in your journey, where you want to go, what kind of woman you want to be, what's holding you back, and what needs to be done to overcome that struggle. And to five lucky respondents, I am offering a free one-on-one empowerment audit. As part of this audit, we will conduct a comprehensive assessment and put together a concise plan for you to bridge the gap between your current reality and the life you want, and the woman you want to be. Doing this exercise is only going to take 10 minutes, but it's going to benefit you greatly. To build a conscious, successful life, you need to begin your journey with clarity and awareness so that you can make the right choices, powerful moves, filled by the courage and conviction that only a clear vision and awareness of self can give you. The link is in the episode description, and please know that the free empowerment audit will only be available for another week. So hurry. Now, coming back to today's episode, we are going to discuss the seven steps to building a strong, supportive, joyful inner world. We all have an inner world, right? It's the ever-present dialogue that goes on in our head. It's our emotions, our instincts, our values and beliefs. It's the resource that we draw on when the world around us becomes alien and hostile, when our friends and family don't give us the support we need. It's what we escape to when our life gets a little too chaotic. It's what anchors us when life throws us one challenge after another. But if your inner world is even more chaotic, noisy and conflicted than the world outside, you are forced to find comfort elsewhere. It's why we binge in response to stress. It's why despite the dangers of it, we find comfort in alcohol and drugs. It's why we get almost desperate at times to get out of our house, find some company and drown our senses in sex, music, or senseless chatter. It's also why more and more people are gravitating towards spirituality, travel, yoga, journaling. Because for it to be a resource, our inner world has to be a supportive one. It has to be strong. Strong enough to actually provide us with comfort and guidance during difficult times. And it's the number one defense against external chaos, the noise and the negativity around us. It's the antidote to our need for external validation that sometimes leads us into making discordant, inauthentic choices. 
A strong, supportive inner world has a self-sufficiency to it. Those of us who learn to find joy within ourselves, be our own rescue, have an easier time navigating challenges. They find it easier to overcome issues around self-image and there is a lot less dependency on others. It's also how we find strength to make authentic, self-nurturing, purpose-oriented choices. Choices that force us to step out of our comfort zone, ask uncomfortable questions to ourselves and others. And when we do that, for us to reach the finish line, we have to lean on our own strength. But if we are filled with self-doubt, uncertainty, negativity, chaos, then we won't have the resource to support ourselves. We won't know how to sustain our progress and protect our mental health and emotional well-being at the same time. I'll tell you something else. Your inner world is not just a resource for when you are struggling. It also has the most impact on your external world, your external experiences, your interactions, and your performance. When we are restless inside, we are unable to focus. When we are in pain, we lash out, we hurt others, and we become so recklessly destructive. The violence that we see in the world, it comes from stored anger and lack of inner peace. Happy, content people don't go on rampages. Your inner world creates your outer world. The world will continue to be violent, cruel, broken, but if we can find peace, strength, joy, harmony within ourselves, all that unpleasantness, that negativity, that pain won't hurt us as much. It won't impact us as much. And if we share our learnings around this process with others, our friends and family, help them find a similar calm and contentment within themselves, then perhaps we can take away some of that violence and damage and make space for more healing in the world. So let's talk about what we can do to cultivate a supportive, strong inner world. The number one thing I will recommend on your journey towards building a supportive inner world is to be more observant, more respectful of your external experiences. It's like when we clean up our room and instead of actually organizing everything in a tidy way, we shove everything in a closet. I mean, sure, our room looks great and beautiful, but the second you open that closet door, all that clutter is going to come tumbling out and you're aware of it, which means that if someone comes into your room, instead of focusing on them, you'll be worried about keeping them away from that closet door. So if there is a lot of repression going on in your life, emotional repression or denial, it may give you temporary relief, but it will not improve the health of your inner world. So you need to process every experience and make space for all your emotions. Leaving things unresolved makes us restless. If you have failed, analyze it with a growth mindset. Take away all the learnings from the experience so that you can truly let go of it. Closure in the wake of a loss, be it of a person or a relationship, can only be had by making sense of the tragedy. Walking around with an open wound will simply compel you to keep moving because if you slow down, there will be all that pain waiting to attack. And it will also make your inner world a place to fear instead of being a source of comfort. Inner strength does not come from ignorance or oblivion. It's resilience that's cultivated through endurance, strength born of pain, and it has its foundation in the knowledge that you can overcome any challenge that life cares to throw at you. All of this happens when we give our external experiences, especially painful experiences, a very deliberate, intentional focus. 
And for me, the failures and the breakdowns, the health challenges, the broken relationships that I have overcome, they bring me comfort now. When I feel fear, it's the reminder of what I have overcome that lets me proceed more calmly and without panic. So to build a stronger inner world, I will ask you to treat all your external experiences with a more observant, non-judgmental, learning-oriented mindset. Make sure to take away every lesson, every revelation it offers so that you can fully resolve and tie up any loose ends so that you can close that particular chapter and make a fresh start after each setback and restore the balance and calm within. Next, I recommend alignment between your inner and outer world. If we act contrary to who we believe ourselves to be, what we stand for, our sense of right and wrong, our outer and inner world will be in conflict which will have a negative impact on our sense of well-being. This is not really a very involved concept. It's something we have all experienced at some point in our life. Despite being good at my job and the steady income and all the security it offered, I quit my 9 to 5 because to me, a meaningful life is one where I can take care of my needs. But as I do that, I also have daily opportunities to serve others. As a coach, as a content creator, every single thing I do is in keeping with that need, with who I am at my core. And despite the uncertainty of my work, the extra demands on my time and the emotional toll that it takes at times, I am happier than I have ever been. The same thing happened when almost three years back, I embraced a vegetarian diet. It was effortless. I have not had any craving for meat. It's been the smoothest change I have ever made to my life. And it was because I was moving towards my beliefs. Making that choice brought me so much peace. I am sure you also have experienced that discord at times between your core values and the choices you make. It happens when we do something purely for external validation, even if it's something that goes against our beliefs. When we choose to turn away from a higher calling for a more convenient existence. So I advise you to bring alignment between your inner and your outer world. And you can do that by becoming really, really clear about your core values, your belief system, what kind of human being you want to be, how you want to show up in the world, how you want to treat the people you love, how you want to be treated, and what do you want to be remembered for when you're gone. And the answers to these questions can change. So you need to stay in conversation with yourself, which is what I recommend next. Step number three, stay in conversation with yourself. We can add to our self-knowledge and bring in more clarity through journaling, meditation, talk therapy. We can clarify our beliefs by inviting feedback and new perspective, be it through conversation with the people in our life or reading books or listening to podcasts. But something else I recommend is that you stay in constant conversation with yourself. Our beliefs, our values and principles can change with each new experience. So it's important to stay in touch with our inner selves through constant conversation. Become your own confidant. It's also how you will learn to self-soothe. Become your own anchor and support. I talk to myself all the time, but it's so much more focused and defined when I'm in pain or I'm anxious. I refer to myself by name and I ask myself questions. I remind myself of my own strengths and the support available to me. I talk to myself the way I would talk to a loved one. And it helps. It helps a lot. But I have been doing it since I was a kid. I mean, I had imaginary friends, half a dozen alter egos and literary characters coming to my rescue. Basically, I'm an old hand at this. So maybe it won't instantly work for you, but it will work. I promise. 
talk to yourself when you wake up in the morning, check in with yourself, ask yourself about how you're feeling. How would you like to spend the rest of the day? What's a priority for today? And do it just like you would talk to another person. If you can learn to do this, you will never feel lonely again. You will never feel adrift after a breakup. You will be your own support system in the wake of a failure. And when you fail, when you face a setback, your inner friend will instantly show up to keep you from going under. The next thing I will recommend is that you treat yourself as a work in progress at all times. Even when you are doing something that you consider yourself a master at, treat yourself as a work in progress. There is really no such thing as perfection in the world. I mean, if you were so inclined, you can find flaws in everything. So no perfection, but plenty of jobs well done, which is what we should all aim at. By treating yourself constantly as a work in progress, you can maintain a growth mindset. You will meet each day, each new task with the eagerness of a learner and without any judgment or stressful expectations. This will make your inner space friendlier, more supportive of growth. And let's face it, the world is constantly judging us, you know? Let's not make things harder by judging ourselves. Next, I recommend finding some spiritual practices that work for you. Staying in conversation with yourself is a huge step towards cultivating a supportive inner world, but sometimes we need to get away even from ourselves. For me, it's usually when I'm feeling guilty or angry at myself. And when that happens, every answer that I find within myself just aggravates the situation. So when that happens, you still need to be able to find strength and support within yourself. And to do that, you need to get off that ledge of emotions, calm your energy, clear that mental fog. And I have found that spiritual practices can be really helpful. I use visualization techniques, guided meditations, and I also pray, but you can find what works for you. Explore different exercises and stick with each for a little while before you settle for anything, you know, settle for whichever one brings you most comfort, but try everything. This way, as you work on soothing yourself, taking care of yourself, you also strengthen your internal resources. If you can learn to meditate at a time when your emotions are heightened, Imagine how much easier it's going to be for you to direct your energy and focus on a good day. If you can learn to visualize in a disturbed frame of mind, it will become easier for you to infuse your ordinary days with joy by taking mental walks in your happy place. So so spirituality is another thing that strengthens our connection to our inner world while it gives us something tangible to focus on and a process to follow. So definitely a must try. Now step number six is an easy one. Learn to find conscious, active joy in your own company. Go on dates with yourself. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. Just find something that you can do solo and that you will also enjoy. And as you do it, just be present in the moment. Take in the experience and have a good time. And like with everything else, the more you do it, the easier it will become. And soon you won't need anyone else to have a good time. I love going to the movies by myself, and if it's a Marvel or a DC movie, I prefer being by myself. I also love browsing nearby bookshops, taking walks with just my thoughts for company. You can try those or you can pick something else that works for you. Just treat it like a date with yourself, not a chore that you have to get through, but a date that you have been looking forward to. So make it fun, be present, ask interesting questions, get to know this person you're on a date with. And if you need any extra incentive, I'll tell you what, the day you realize that you don't need anyone to have a good time, you're going to feel so, so powerful. Your inner world will, of course, get stronger, 
but your outer world will also experience growth because you will become more selective about who you choose to grant access to your time. You will never spend time with someone who doesn't make you actively happy because that desperation to find company, any company will be gone. Because as they say, you'll be a world unto yourself, which means you can pick and choose who you want in your life. The last step, step number seven, is engaging your inner mentor. I'm sure you are very in touch with your inner critic. I think we all are. It's that voice that's so quick to remind us of our inadequacies, our past failures, our lack of skill and talent. The voice that's always telling us to stay within our lane and cautioning us against doing anything that may not have a guaranteed result. Well, that voice has a role to play, a good, helpful role to play in our growth. But so many of us allow the whisperings of that voice to cover us, intimidate us into staying small and safe. So in order to make your inner world more supportive, I suggest you start engaging your inner mentor. Make it as loud and as present as your inner critic. Now, while our inner critic is the voice of caution, perhaps even extreme caution, our inner mentor is our advocate. It reminds us to be optimistic and work towards our goals. When we are afraid, it reminds us of all that we have already achieved. And for your inner mentor to work effectively, you have to pay attention to what your inner critic says. And then cultivate a voice that balances the voice in the narrative of your inner critic. When you're about to take on something challenging, your inner critic will probably remind you of every past failure and every factor that reduces your chances of success. Your inner mentor, on the other hand, will remind you of your past accomplishments. Other instances when you were just as scared but you managed to get through. And every factor that's working in your favor, increasing the probability of your success. When the inner critic tells you to stay safe, your inner mentor reminds you that only by venturing out of your comfort zone can we invite learning and growth. It's one of the reasons why staying in conversation with yourself is so important. It will make it easier for you to recognize what triggers your inner critic and the story that follows. Because if you know why your inner critic holds you back, you can come up with an alternative story, set of beliefs that support forward action. Your inner critic has a role to play. And if you treat that voice in a healthy, positive way, it will actually help your inner mentor function effectively. And as your inner mentor gets stronger, your inner world will become more supportive. I hope these seven points help you create a richer, joy-filled, strong inner world so that you can defend yourself against the negativity, the judgment coming at you. Be your own anchor, your own rescue in your own safe space. I wish you all the luck with the process. And remember, cultivating your inner world is a skill like any other. Keep at it and you will surely find success. Fortunately, there is joy, growth, some benefit to be had at every step of this particular journey. Do check the episode description for resources that can help you further because I'm going to share articles that share more information about some of the steps that I've mentioned. If you found this episode useful, do let me know by leaving a review on iTunes or by reaching out to me on Instagram. If you have questions or concerns, you can email me. You will find my contact information in the episode description. Now that's it for today. I will be back next week. Till then, take care of yourself.